Hello and welcome to the Mindful Men podcast, the show helping men to open up about manhood. My name is Simon Rennie and my aim is to get men talking. From mental health to fatherhood and everything in between, Mindful Men creates a safe space for conversation. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you for joining me. It means a world for you to join me and talk about men's issues. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe and share the episode with your mates. You can also join the conversation on Instagram and YouTube, and I'd love to connect with you there. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's get mindful. G'day guys, and welcome to episode 16 of the Mindful Men podcast. My name is Simon Rennie, and I'm the man behind Mindful Men. A few weeks ago, I posted a few stories on the Mindful Men socials asking what topics you guys want me to cover on the podcast. I had some great responses and thanks to everyone who responded. One of the responses was in relation to humour. Basically, it asked, how soon is too soon to be cracking jokes with a person who has experienced a mental health episode? It's a great question, but not such a simple one to answer. Initially, I was like, hell yeah, jokes are great. Why wouldn't I want to laugh? But when I pondered it for a little longer, I was like, what if I'm not in the mood for jokes? What if the person cracking jokes is the cause of my latest episode? What if I don't even know the person cracking jokes? And what if I don't like the person trying to make me laugh? What if I'm struggling so much that the thought of laughing would actually make things worse? Herein lies the complexity. Getting me to laugh is based on the context of which the joke is told. It's dependent on how I'm feeling and who is telling the joke, what the joke's about and so forth and so on. But with that said, it's still possible to provide some guidance on this. And based on my own experience of depression and anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder and burnout, I've got five simple tips that can help people talk about mental health. Now, you may come up with some alternatives and I would love for you to share them with me through the Mindful Men Instagram, Facebook or YouTube pages. And whilst we're on the subject of socials, a quick reminder that if you're enjoying what Mindful Men is doing, please follow the pages, like the posts and share them with your mates. And for the podcast lovers, please give the show a five-star rating so that we can climb up those rankings and reach more and more people. And for those of you who like to watch our videos on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like your favorite episodes and leave me a comment about what you're enjoying. Whichever way you get your Mindful Men fix, it's all free to join and listen. Now that we've got that little plug out the way, here's five tips for talking about mental health. To set the scene, it will focus on talking to someone who is or has recently experienced a mental health episode. So let's get into it. Tip one, know your audience. Before starting any conversation about mental health, it's such an important thing to know your audience. Are they your partner or your child? Are they an extended family member? Or maybe they're your friend? Or are they a work colleague or even a schoolmate? Acknowledging your role in a person's life is important because it will help you to decide 
whether you should even be having this discussion. For example, if you're part of the reason why the person is struggling, perhaps you did something or said something, or you're part of a family argument, you might not be the best person to try and console the person. You certainly don't want to trigger them even more and make things worse. So maybe instead of digging that hole a little bit deeper, just let it be or ask someone else to step in. The same advice goes if you don't get along with the person. You might be an acquaintance that has very little in common with the person, or you're a friend of a friend, or a work colleague that only ever says hi in passing. The likelihood of someone experiencing mental distress opening up to you is probably very low. One of the best types of person who can open up a conversation about mental health is someone that the individual trusts, respects, and feels safe with. It helps if you know a bit about them, because when you do, you'll know what makes them feel good. You'll know a bit about their triggers, which will help you connect easier. And once you're talking and the individual starts to open up, you might spot a chance where you can crack that joke. But if you do, make sure that the timing and the context is right. You don't want to come out old Jimmy Carr on them and make things worse. Now, if you're not this familiar person, but you somehow find yourself in this conversation, you'll need some good conversation skills. You don't want to come in all guns blazing and asking a million questions to try and build rapport. Let them do the talking. An easy way to start is with, are you okay? If they're keen to open up, they will. Then let them talk. It might take some offloading first before you can start asking questions like, is there something that you could do today to make you feel better? This is a great question because it opens the door to the person's protective factors. It can turn their mind away from distress to recovery and give you insight into who they are as a person. My response to that question would be something like to go for a run or go to the beach for a walk. Once this door is open, it could turn to favorite running paths or favorite beaches. But again, tread cautiously, go slow and follow their lead. They will lead you to the conversation that needs to happen. Tip number two, pick your moment. Like a lot of things in life, timing is critical. If you're going in with the intention of supporting someone who is struggling, stop, pause and ask yourself, is this the right moment? If the person is in the midst of an episode, it might be worth holding back unless you're sure that you can do some good. Wait until they're calm, then ease into the conversation with are you okay? But sometimes you can't wait for that moment because the person is in danger. And if this is the case, whip out that phone and call emergency services for help. But when you are talking, keep it safe, soft and attentive until you get that hint that the danger zone has passed. Their anger might come down or the sadness has eased for a moment. And calm is now returning to the conversation. You certainly don't want to try and insert yourself into the moment of intense hurt or pain or suffering. Just wait and be available for when the storm is passing. Are you okay? It's a great conversation starter because it leads to two outcomes. Either the conversation doesn't start or it opens up. If they don't want to talk, don't fret. They don't have to talk just because you asked if they're okay. 
They also might not want to talk, but they might be okay with you sitting with them. Hey, Simon, I see you don't want to talk, but would you like me to just sit with you? A single word might not be said as you sit there, but your presence might go a long way to helping the situation. But again, you might get that flat out no, and that's okay too. If the chatter opens up, just listen. You don't actually have to say much. But if you do want to talk, it's okay to ask them how they're feeling. If they hesitate, remind them that it's okay not to share. This in itself can make the person feel at ease because they'll learn that you don't just want to pressure them into talking. As the conversation progresses, you might identify that moment where a little joke might bring about a half a smile or a slight chuckle. When this happens, it can bring a lot of warmth to that person's heart, particularly in the moment of pain. But tread cautiously. And if you're in doubt, don't do it. Keep it simple. Leave Arj Barker in the back pocket unless you know he'll benefit the situation. This comes back to tip one and knowing your audience. If you know them, you'll also know what kind of jokes are acceptable or not. I recently had an episode myself and a friend of mine cracked a joke mid-conversation. It wasn't particularly tasteful, but I laughed because the timing and the context was right. I knew that that person had experienced what I was going through and so the joke was okay. But had it been from someone I didn't know, it might not have sat so well. Tip number three, only ask if you give a shit. In that stop and pause moment in tip two, also ask yourself whether you give a shit. Do you give a shit about this person that you're about to help? Do you give a shit about their well-being? Do you give a shit about what they're about to tell you? Or are you doing this for some other reason? Some people jump at the opportunity to play the helper role as it somehow benefits them to look like a helper. But in reality, they don't give a shit about anything other than what other people are thinking about them. And if this is you, don't bother. But if you genuinely care for the person's well-being, go for it. Just be prepared for a response you may not want to hear. Be prepared for a story of pain and hurt, sadness, anger, confusion, or disconnection. Be prepared for shits and fucks and other profanities. And be prepared for that person expressing a desire to harm themselves. And if you genuinely give a shit, then these responses won't surprise you. So why is this important? Well, because asking, are you okay, is telling someone that you recognize that they're struggling and you will take them seriously. That no matter how messed up, small or big their issue is, you will value their lived experience of it. And if you break that trust, it's very difficult to regain. Not giving a shit can also do more damage than good. You might become part of the trigger for this person. You might become part of the barrier for them to seek help. They might look at help as non-genuine and bottle things up. They also might resent you for trying to help, but failing miserably. But it can also do you unintended damage too. You might not be prepared for that difficult conversation about hurt, harm, sadness, anger, or even suicide. And this can traumatize you and have you seeking help too. 
So unless you give a shit and are somewhat prepared for difficult conversations, it's best to leave that conversation to someone who is able to give all the shits necessary. Tip four, don't try to solve anything. For many of us, when we ask, are you okay? We feel like we're obliged to listen, then solve the issues that are presenting. And this is the case for the everyday Joe and the trained professional. When I was doing my social work placement in a private practice, I felt like I needed to have all the answers, but my supervisor would always ask me why. She would then remind me that my job as a helper is not to have all the answers. Sure, having some answers helps as a professional, but professionals are also human. We don't know all the answers and that's okay. Instead, my supervisor encouraged me to focus on providing a safe space for people where they can open up without fear of judgment. The same principle goes for the everyday Joe. If you're suddenly in the midst of a mental health conversation, just hold space. That's all you have to do. Just be present and listen. Explore where you need to, like asking what they could do today to make themselves feel better. But work with them at their pace. Don't try to analyse their issues and don't try to reason with them. Don't try to tell them that they're right or wrong. Just listen. If they ask you to help solve something like connecting with a GP or a psychologist or counsellor or social worker, then do it if you're comfortable doing it. Make that call, drive them to where they need to go. But keep your inner doctor feel well away from the conversation. Now, for those with the funny bone, trying to use humour to solve the crisis is like flying a red flag at a charging bull. You've got to wait for your moment when that bull has left the arena and the crisis has been averted. Think back to tip one, know your audience. And tip two, pick your moment. Your best Ali Wong jokes are hilarious, but not necessarily in front of a charging bull. Tip five, know your limits. Sometimes when we open up a conversation with someone, we get that feeling like we shouldn't be in on that conversation. I mean, I've been in plenty of conversations where I've tried to sound smart, only to realize that what I'm actually saying is not smart at all. I then get that feeling that everyone around me is thinking, geez, Simon is such a dumbass. The same goes for mental health conversations. You might feel confident asking, are you okay? But quickly realize that the response has you drowning in a world of uncertainty. Sometimes it's best to be honest with the person and say it straight. Simon, I'm way over my head here with what you're saying. Or Simon, I'm getting triggered and can't help you today. It might not be what I wanted to hear in that moment of crisis, but at least I can tell that you're being honest with me. One way to have this conversation is offer me a connection with someone who can help, like my GP or family or friend that I trust. And if I'm at work, it could be my HR area or my manager or the bloke I always go get coffee with. This also gives you that sense of doing what you could do. You might not have been able to have the conversation, but in some way you did help, but you knew your limits. 
It's important to know your limits because discussions about mental health are tough. They can be traumatizing both for the person experiencing the episode and the person who is trying to help. And like the person who is struggling, helpers can find that they need help too. And that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you're human. Even professionals need some help sometimes to process conversations that they've had. And again, that's okay too. So to recap, start by knowing your audience. Know how to approach the person and get to know them as you do it. Pick your moments. A calm mind is a more receptive mind. So wait until calmness comes. Only ask if you give a shit and don't try to be a hero. Don't try to solve anything. Just hold space open for conversation. And lastly, know your limits. If you're in too heavy, press that eject button, but do it in a sensitive way. Well, there you go. I hope these five tips for talking about mental health have helped you. As for knowing when it's too soon to crack a joke with someone who has recently experienced an episode, well, that's dependent upon what I've talked about today and probably a whole lot more that I haven't touched on. But just remember that we're all human. A joke might work or it might not. Just be prepared either way. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Simon Rennie and until next time, stay mindful. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode and I hope you got some value from it. If anything triggered your mental health today, please reach out to your support networks. Also, if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your mates. For more from Mindful Men, you can check us out on Instagram and YouTube and I'll throw the links to these pages in the show notes below. But until next time, stay mindful.